Great work, listener. Now it's time to take on the next podcast. This episode, we're taking one more turn with Punch Out. Welcome to One More Turn, a classic gaming podcast that's always free to play. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. So Jim, there's a lot of ways that games challenge you. They challenge you emotionally. They might challenge your worldview. They, they challenge you with how, how quickly you can insert put-in buttons. They challenge, they challenge my computer hardware when I have to install three new DirectX drivers every time I boot up any game. <laughs> Right. And my patience, right. for that matter, too. Yeah, yeah. a lot of patience gets gets tried and challenged as well. There's a thing in gaming that there's really only two ways that a lot of games really challenge, have gamers challenge each other. You know, you have your typical kind of fight fighter, like Street Fighter, that's like a direct challenge. You have people doing point scoring, uh, challenging each other, like, say, your Donkey Kong. You or know. any basically anything in the arcades. Anything in the arcades. But the third way, and I think it kind of relates to our game today, is speed runs. I feel like speed running, the people with the quickest speed runs seem to get the most gamer fame, <laughs> quick gamer fame, uh, than I think anything else. You know, Steve Wiebe and the guys of King of Corridors aside, or King of Kong, excuse me, King of Kong. You know, it's like a, it's this thing that a way to challenge yourself in a video game to kind of see how fast you can beat it. And it's a way to kind of brag to your friends later. Oh, yeah, I beat Super Mario 3 in 30 minutes, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or I beat, <laughs> you know, 30 minutes is pretty a, weak, Kevin. I what? That's pretty weak. What? 30, 30 minutes? minutes Super Mario 3. Soup too slow. And in a way, isn't aren't aren't time attacks? more or less the same thing as just shooting for a high score just in this case you're shooting for the lowest score possible in regard to a point system as seconds are you saying this is the golf version of video this is the golf Kinda. scoring system of, of of video game sports of esports well right i it's these are these are the systems that you that you kind of take in place for for a lot of leaderboard based games a lot of things that you see on uh, like downloadable, either downloadable games via like Xbox Arcade or out of the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. Goes to show how much I've how much experience I've had in the <laughs> PS4 and PS3 as of late. You're you're right in that that is a that that is like the sta- that is the standard way to play competitively with friends, especially when you're not playing at the same time. You'll see that it's it was a common thing with uh, Spelunky, which is you know, how how quickly can you beat. Not only can you beat the game, which is its own godforsaken challenge, but then also how quickly can you do it? Similar, like, one thing to note is with unlike with scoring systems, there is not as many, I shouldn't say there's not as many factors to take into account, but there's really only one system in place that you need to worry about. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, with a point system, there are often multiple elements in the game, multiple objects or different tasks that you as the player can take that will have different effects on your score. And so having this this almost chart in a way of okay, this this op- these objects came on the screen. This is the order in which I need to complete them to maximize the score. It's a bit less accessible than mm. just dealing with everything in terms of seconds because then everything is just on the same 
it's on this it's using the same unit of almost like the same unit yeah, of measure. Yeah, yeah. I think I see what I think I get what you're saying. Like a score anyone can not anyone, but almost anyone can like replicate a score essentially. You know, that's that, uh, something of the theory behind that. Like if you play Donkey Kong you you if you watch enough you can kind of get to that score that's the i mean that's the the belief anyone can kind of score get that score do a certain number of tasks in a certain order at certain times and get a score or get five stars you know completed level for achieving a certain score but in something like a time attack or something like a speed run feels like a more as a viewer it feels like a, a challenge and it feels like harder like you feel a certain level of at least when I watch them, a certain level of like admiration for someone completing something that quickly and in such a methodical manner. Like I've seen the Super Mario three speed run where the guy does it in like thirty minutes, like the entire game in thirty minutes. Oh, no uh, warps. Uh, no, you know he does warp. I think he does warp it. Uh, but like he beats it, or he maybe three minutes. Like he just has some ridiculous, just some ridiculous run. And not only does he have a ridiculous run, but he like. Uh, or he might be a she. I apologize. I don't know who. Who? <laughs> I just watched the video. Maybe Maybe it'll redo this entire part, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. That person does it. Gets ninety nine lives and never gets hit. Uh, only gets hit intentionally. You could tell they only get hit intentionally, and it's something kind of impressive about that. You know, I think like Zelda recently had a had a speed run where people kind of work the system of it a little bit in order to complete it fastest. Uh, Ocarina of Time has this a lot where there's something impressive about doing a linear narrative as quickly as humanly possible. Whereas while impressive, getting a high score is still impressive. It It's not as relatable uh, because it feels like you can somehow repeat those actions. Like, uh, like the King of Kong, the Donkey Kong specifically, that is a test of endurance. Right. <laughs> uh, That's actually, a test right. of speed. That's the key. And, and I think, there, it's ultimately like a level of the intensity in which is taking place over over a certain mm-hmm. time frame, if if you will, like a density of intensity. When it comes to let's say like a score game, like for example, uh, I played Tapper a lot at the arcade. That is a game that strives solely for score, and in order to to maximize your score, you can't actually beat levels until they become so overwhelming that you need Mm -hmm. to stop it like if you beat the first level as quickly as you can you've lost the opportunity to come to get or to really maximize your score you need to preserve patrons you need to keep people in your restaurant uh but then over time the game speeds up and then therefore you have to you have to complete things and throw people out Mm -hmm. now they're both sort of accessible in that way that there is this ultimate goal yet somehow like i almost feel like a point system is sort of counterintuitive in a way because mm. oftentimes you're rewarded for things that you ultimately should be doing anyway. But I know f- certainly for the purpose of, well, maybe for the purpose of Tapper, I'm not, I'm a little torn on it specifically because like, again, to get points, you need to keep people there. Yeah. Which, you gotta get the, the purposes bar. Of, with, for the purposes of having a bar, I suppose is, is actually, uh, <laughs> that is actually how you should be running a bar versus right. just we need to just kick everybody out as quickly as possible. Like I'm running to TGI Fridays, but now so you, purpose- see, I, I see your guy running for the the tip and oh, exactly. putting the band putting the band on so that you can extend that level a little further. Regard to speed running and like and time attacks specifically speed runs. Uh, I mean, because speed run is a is a thing you can do in any in, in nearly any game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most games don't have point systems anymore. Sometimes they have it completely superfluously. Re 
uh, last episode's Dynamite Heady discussion. When you're working with just completing a task in as quickly a manner as possible, and that is a completely different mindset than just normally playing the game. Uh, it's one that I do not have. Uh, <laughs> it is just, I wish to complete it, I wish to experience the thing, and kind of move on. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, let me, I'm going to relay a little story, Jeb, of why I like a good speed run. In some ways, it helped me continue dating my wife, my current my wife Stephanie. Uh, I okay, <laughs> please, I am listening. So, I, I was, you know, I, I had to go meet her college friends at this college party, you know, a decade or so ago, and they were weary of me because they had never met me before. But they're a little weary of me, a little weary Understandable. Of me I still am. Yeah, sure, of course. I understand too. <laughs> uh, uh, I get it. If I heard if I heard stuff about me, I wouldn't like me either. Anyway, I had to kind of prove my worth to her college friends, and this was kind of a big step for her that her college friends liked me. And how I did that is they had an old NES um, set up in their main living room, and the only game they had in there at the time was Super Mario Three. And so, in the middle of this party. Uh, I said, oh, Super Mario 3, I can beat that before this party's over. And I did. I beat it in like 45 minutes. I hadn't played it in years, <laughs> uh, but I used to speed run that game a lot. And they were thoroughly impressed by that. Like that was like, the, that was my in. That's how I got, like most of the time when you're in is like you get drunk and wasted with somebody and you have some crazy experience. My in with them was beating Bowser in under 45 minutes. I see. <laughs> so, so in this so. case, whenever, any time growing up, I was told, how is this ever going to help you in your life? Uh, I'm playing through a Kirby game. I'm doing the <laughs> either on Kirby Superstars, like uh, the race gourmet race mode. Mm-hmm. And I'm ever told by my, you know, by the common, the common assailant in this category, which is parents. And they may say, they ever say, what do you, you know, how is this ever going to help you in your life? There you go. Boom. It'll solidify a relationship with a partner to be's friends. <laughs> what does that's that say about impor- the party that you were at? That's an important, that's an important step, Jim. That is a very important step. Getting acceptance from your, your future spouses or partner's friends is, is just almost as important as getting it from their family. Almost as important because these are the people they trust. Right. Most, and they happen to their, have an NES at a at their own party <laughs> yeah uh it was a lot of drinking at this party it was just your typical college party uh, or post-college party i guess and some for some reason everyone was nice enough for me to dominate the tv for 45 minutes <laughs> and walk over the cord that i was had placed directly in the middle of the room Oh no! Yeah, how yeah. many times did you have to? How many times did you have to like rapidly plug in? And as you're as you're pee winging to like plunging to your death on <laughs> on like eight two or eight three. We'll be right back on one more turn. Welcome back to one more turn where we're knocking out the Punch-Out! series. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. Jim, this week, as you said, we are playing the entire Punch-Out! catalog. <laughs> well, maybe not the entire thing. Well, not the arcade ones. Since well, I don't think either of us are close. To have a I, there's a barcade down that. the street from me. I was they playing. I I played the. I played the original. I have not played Super Punch-Out! in the arcades. Okay. Okay, I've played Super. I never played the original. Oh, so but, you didn't uh, even... That's the one that doesn't even have Glass Joe in it? No, it only has five people in it. 
Super Punch Out. It has five fighters. That's it. it. Has Super Macho Man. That's that's. I think that's. The, I think that's who got added to Super Punch Out. But anyway, uh, first one came out in '84. The arcade arcade version came out in '84. The next one came out in '85. Uh, I think that what most people know, at least in North America, know the Punch Out series from was the Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which came out in 1987. Uh, I think that's how most people kind of got introduced and hooked into the series. Uh, later, Super Punch Out was '94, and then the Wii Punch Out was 2000. And nine. I oh, actually, oh, I want a fifteen-year to... gap between Punch-Outs. I know, I know, which just seems weird because I feel like it was popular even after Super Punch-Out. I feel like a lot of people liked, a lot of people I know have played or liked that game. I, I, I'm curious why, why the huge gap? Maybe. I yeah, it, I don't believe yeah. Super Punch-Out took off quite nearly as much. It is certainly not the staple that that Mike Tyson's Punch-Out is. I almost feel like Super Punch-Out is more of just the Punch-Out, the Mister Dream one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I wanted to call out one one development. Usually, you know, we mention who the actual group that developed the individual game. Uh, the one that most famous, like I said, Mike Tyson's, was created by Nintendo's R and D three department, or now called R and D three. That one specifically is basically responsible for all of Nintendo hardware for the last fifteen years. So, <laughs> so they're the ones we can blame for the over reliance on motion on uh, motion controllers. Yeah, they they basically developed the Wii. They developed. I know. I know the people who. who I know someone came to them with the technology first, and they kind of just built on it. Uh, but yeah, the Wii, the Wii U, the Game Boy. Basically, any Game Boy is is this group is the same division. <laughs> you conveniently of left off their most successful one, the DS. The DS, yeah, the DS. All of that. All of this is is from the same team who built the Mike Tyson's Punch Out, or you know, just Punch Out in in Japan. Did they also uh, build the arm wrestling machines? I don't know. I don't. I hope so. I remember. You know what's funny is in the arcade. I remember arm wrestling. I don't remember. I did never remember playing. I played Super Punch Out, but I played arm wrestling first before I played any of the Punch Out series. Let me ask you about that. I because I did not play the arm wrestle. I did not play arm wrestling in the arcades. What mm-hmm. does it actually have? Like a stick or something that provides force? It's a joystick that goes left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think actually just goes. It might just go left and then a button, and then you're just slamming the shit out of that button. Oh like, really? It's, it's like yeah, it's just like sla- but the button's the left hand. It's with your left hand. So if you're right-handed, you're really not used to it. It's like playing playing with your off hand. So you're slamming this button with your left hand and then I think the right joystick again, I haven't played that in like decades. The right you're kind of doing like a left and right only. Like you're trying to like move into the force and sometimes, you know, give leverage and but you're just sitting there pounding a red button. Like it is like the oh, most like video a, like game a, video like game. a uh, like a Mario Party mini game. She's like how, who, yeah. who can rapidly hit this button the fastest? It is that. And it is the the entire game is that. So your wrist is just destroyed by Okay. By... What's well, yeah, I'll just say regardless <laughs> of how you pre- of how you present this or how you present the controller component to this game, I figure some part of your arm is going to get massively destroyed. I was legitimately worried. Now, as, as I said, I have not seen these machines before. I was legitimately mm. worried that it was actually a bar that you hold on to that provides varying levels of physical resistance against you <laughs> and how Someone. dangerous that would be. There is an arcade game like that, by the way, too. But does it have <laughs> does it have a masked bald bull? Uh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, who that? By the way, yeah, the, the reason we're mentioning arm wrestling is Ball Bull is at both of these games, and he's well, the masked X, Mr. X, masked, I think. Mr. X, yeah. 
but it's ball ball <laughs> which is really random connection between these two games that a turkish boxer yeah i know would be strange that, wrestler strange that it wasn't the later masked wrestler in super punch out right right and uh, another little random factoid there is an unofficial sequel to mike tyson's punch out called power punch 2 oh the space one the space punches Space yeah, punches. It, it literally the story is Mike Tyson goes to space to become the intergalactic champion. Of, well, it's of not outer Mike space. Tyson, but it. I played it real quick before we recorded, and it's like it's basically like Punch Out, but instead of being stationary, you can move left and right. It's pretty bad, but it was yeah. called Power Punch Two, even though there's no such thing as Power Punch One. Amazing, not even not even in Japan. Uh, so yeah, so it became Power Punch Two, and then somebody for the Wii after. Punch-Out came back with the Wii, made Power Punch the oh. original. I was wondering if that was a Castle Shikigami situation where Castle Shikigami 2 came out here, but then mm-hmm. Castle Shikigami 1 was actually presented as Mobile Light Force 2. <laughs> no, no, no. This one was made by a company called Beeb Software. They're out of Australia, and they're known for Shadowrun. So the original or the new one? Uh, the original, the Super Nintendo-ish. Mm. Or Genesis oh, that game was. is so difficult. Uh, yeah, so uh-huh. the, just just know that the Mike Tyson's Punch Out has a direct co- connection between Shadowrun, and if you've ever played text games, Beam Software made the Hobbit text games from like 1982, right. which is a very eclectic group of games that they made, <laughs> very differing styles. Sure. So let uh, me ask you, Kevin. You said you played yeah. you played a bit of arm wrestling at the arcade. What was what was your first Punch Out experiences like? Uh, I played Mike Tyson's. Uh, my friend had it. He had a uh, projector screen for his Nintendo, so he projected swank. Mike Tyson. What? It was pretty swank. Yeah, he was. He was kind of like the rich friend in that yeah. neighborhood. <laughs> uh, but he projected Mike Tyson's punch out against like a wall in his house, and then we—that's how we played it. So imagine like before big. This is before big screen TVs. People use projectors. Imagine literally like a seven foot tall, you know. A five foot wide move you know screen on a wall and you know mike tyson's they're already big large characters even on your regular tv yeah, yeah, like they have characters to scale what we're gonna have characters to scale yeah like they really were to scale and i played on that and i just remember going to his house all the time and playing it and well let me ask you I know my experience playing mike tyson's punch out did you play or did you have a similar was mike tyson's punch out like a thing with you growing up or, or was super punch out kind of the the thing or the game i just had i had punch out i had missed the mike tyson's uh punch out wagon it's a wagon mm-hmm. yeah sure it's a wagon that's where they come <laughs> from but yeah so they had already nintendo had already cut ties with the with the mike tyson brand mm-hmm. and so we got we got mr dream but that's okay because i certainly was not good enough at that time like, I think I got that game in, like, 92, maybe 93. And yeah. uh, six-year-old Jim is not going to be doing much. I don't think I beat, I ever beat, um, 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 who was right after? It was Bald Bull, I think. Yeah. I don't think I, 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 Great Tiger, I think I only managed to beat just by watching my brother play a lot. The, the second Bald Bull or the first, first. Bald Bull? Again, I could, well, I could pretty much cheap. beat all the other guys just by, again, watching my brother play. And then be like, oh, okay. yeah. You just keep hitting Don Flamenco left and right, and then it's fine. And then, like, King Hippo, it's, oh, you, okay. And then when it's, I actually have to start doing things and recognizing patterns, Yeah, I was not fully developed yet as a person. It's funny you say that, because, yeah, everyone has, I feel like everyone has the ball, everyone, 
has the I got past Ball Ball. Like Ball Ball was like the the not the mountaintop, but the first hill. <laughs> the first well, peak. Well, I think it was great. Well, great tire, kind of was. Yeah, yeah, great tire well, was. Of yeah. trying to figure out figure out how to actually um, get through his his crazy teleporting spells because that mm. was the first time you ever needed to block. Yeah. If you'd never needed to do it, you wouldn't necessarily. It wouldn't be the first thing that you'd think of. And so, therefore, and that causes you dodge a lot of problems. Stuff, if you dodge everything, I think he just continues forever. Like he does. You have to actually block I, it. I can speak from experience. Be... He does. <laughs> yeah, the, the three things I always put together for, for, for this, at least in my memory, was I always had the conversation with my friends of, did you beat Bob Bull? Like, that was like some type of like achievement to beat Bob Bull. Did you beat Super Macho Man? <laughs> well, uh, there's a big jump in there. What? There's a big jump in there. Well, hold on, I'm getting to that. <laughs> Did you beat Super Macho Man? Do you have the Mike Tyson? Do you know the Mike Tyson code? And then the one I think that all everybody, at least a lot of my friends, said, uh, "Did you get to Soda Popinski? Did you fight?" Oh, and so beat Soda that's Popinski? not in order. No, 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 no. I mean, okay. that was kind of like, like I, I feel like Super Macho Man was like a big deal to a lot of kids beating him, but like Soda Popinski was like the frustrating. I hate this asshole. Well, right. Well, <laughs> the first, like, well, why do you get frustrated? Completely sorry, frustrated. just a quick note. Just a quick note, because Super Macho Man comes after Soda Pop. Yeah. I okay, know. just just making sure. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, there are there are a couple characters that are much more random, or at least seem much more random than other characters. I think, like, the second Don Flamenco fight is definitely that way. Soda Pop is... Yeah, you're right. No, Soda Pop... I, I remember I've watched... Uh, I watched a number of the in the uh, games done quickly streams mm-hmm. when they always have someone blindfolded playing punch out. And that's one thing that is always mentioned is that Soda Pop, he is the one character that doesn't have scripted sequences. At least right. he has a number of them that he cycles between that is unlike many of the other fighters. So when you play him blindfolded, hey, good luck. <laughs> well, he he he's also reminds me of like Aaron Ryan in that in the fighting of those guys there is more of a delay like usually you see someone like raise a fist and then you immediately react whereas with those characters you see them raise a fist and then they like blink and then they do another thing and then you have to like react Mm -hmm. like if you almost react too quickly they get you you know like you have to kind of delay your reaction which is a which is a very difficult thing to do on a game that's about twitch reactions oh of course if you have you played the the wii one uh, that's yes. the Mr. Yeah. Sandman. That's, that is entirely yeah. what makes Mr. Sandman frustrating is because he has punches yeah. that that are identical. One comes immediately. The other has a delay on it. And if you dodge immediately on the delay, you get clocked with it. And I think that's why we I always enjoyed punch out is when you finally figure out that pattern, when you recognize the differences between, like you said, the Sandman twitch delay and an extended delay. And you recognize that there is like that weird sense of accomplishment <laughs> out of Punch Out. Um, well, right. I mean, because Punch Out is essentially a puzzle game. Ultimately, it's, yeah. There are yeah, patterns yeah. that are being thrown at you, literally being thrown at you, and it's just a matter of being able to react to react one fast enough, and then be being able to punish what comes afterward at using at least some of the the systems that the game has in place. Whether it's whether it is like the original game where you have your hearts and your stars. And then with Super Punch Out, where it kind of got rid of that and just has this arcadey uh, Super Punch meter. Yeah, and then they went back on the Wii to make it more like Mike Tyson's with the stars and the hearts again. Which do you um, prefer? 
I kind of like Super Punch Out better. I kind of like I like it's it's almost like I don't want to say two different games because it is two different games, <laughs> uh, but I feel like with the the meter and the Super Punch thing, it's it's less. I always felt like the stars feel random. Like you like like you always have to counter usually to earn a star, which is a you know Super Punch. You have to hit hit a guy at a counter at an opportune moment. Whereas with the Super Punch, you just have to be very good. <laughs> and and not get hit and it's more about you know being good at dodging rather than being good at striking right and, yeah at least with the star systems it required it required more of an expertise about yeah. uh, more of an understanding as to when someone's guard is down because i, I know when i've when i played these games for a long time i would not actively i would not actively press punch buttons it would only react I mean, maybe like yeah. with Glass Joe is the exception here, but everything was reactionary. And so when you when you move into into this aggressive attack mode, because you know, the commands always blocked all the time, <laughs> yeah. but it requires just, there are small, very small frames, very small, maybe like a five or six frame window where you can clock someone where you may not normally be able to. Then all of a sudden, boom, you have a star. See if you can use it. Yeah, and and that, that I think that's why I always had difficulty with it is because it's fine on the first few guys where you're just punching around and screwing around and you can earn them pretty easily. It's when you get to like yeah, like Super Macho Man and one punch knocks you out <laughs> that you are less inclined to experiment and figure out where those openings are. Which is actually kind of unusual because with yeah. Super Punch Out, like Super Punch Out does secretly have a star system. Yeah, it does have those moments where you can catch people off guard, but it usually also requires a build up to that. Like you don't, mm-hmm. ne- you don't necessarily need the super punches to knock people flat, uh, because I believe almost every, I think every character actually can be dizzied. It's yes. just a matter of you need to like, cl- you know, catch them in certain times. You need to have like worked them quite a bit, <laughs> but then well, you're almost able to beat. That's one thing. One key difference between Super Punch Out and all of the other ones is you can more or less beat any any person in there in under 30 seconds so long yeah. as again so long as you know how to dizzy someone yeah well how about you what's your preferred uh you asked me i said super uh, punch out what's your what's your preferred between the t- oh, two styles i kind of have to go with my fit with my favorite one uh, with just my favorite game which i really enjoyed the the frantic pacing of super punch out it wasn't necessarily mm. like the f- it wasn't the fastest in which it didn't necessarily require the fastest reactions especially when you get to the the title defense mode on the wii it gets very frantic i enjoyed the first of all one how ridiculous super punch out is just the character like oh, the yeah. character design in that and the moves <laughs> that people throw at you is yeah. is absolutely off the wall and arcadey and i love that it doesn't get quite that extreme until you get to the title defense mode because uh, Super Punch Out felt more arcadey, and mm-hmm. and less maybe paced and methodical. Yeah, I feel like Super Punch Out can be beaten in a different amount of ways. You can win, and you can do it, they say, under thirty seconds, or these counters. Or you could dodge, or you could just find the openings. Whereas the Wii and the Nintendo ones, there usually is just like one way to beat a guy. You know, there's mm-hmm. like one method that you have to figure out to beat a guy. Whereas I think Super, you can kind of play around a little bit and beat guys in different ways if you yeah. you know you you can right. counter you can dodge you can wait you can <laughs> block and actually kind of and, and i kind of and in relation to the actual sport well i think it <laughs> adheres more to the game that it's portraying it seems much faster i think like characters move around 
And granted, you can't, which is a little strange. But you know, when you have uh, characters like like Bob Charlie, the Jamaican boxer, who does like bounce around, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily affect the gameplay. You still have this this head on like pseudo first third person like first slash yeah. third person view. Right, your but, body's clear. But it, it's it does it, I think it feels more like actual, or at least it seems more like actual boxing than it does when, you know, Von Kaiser is just sitting there for 15 seconds just with his gloves at his face. Maybe I'm just watching the wrong boxing matches. I don't know. (laughs) I I hear you. It's more like, it feels more animated. Like, it feels like guys are bouncing around. It's not just some, who who would just in a real boxing match just stand there and stare at you Mm -hmm. and just, like, accept you waiting for them to throw a punch, you know? (laughs) We'll be right back on... One more turn. Welcome back to One More Turn, where we're knocking out the whole Punch-Out! series. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. Alright, Kevin, I am actually extremely excited to talk about the boxers. These definitive Nintendo characters that actually we just don't see anymore. Like, Little Mac appears in Smash Brothers as a as an assist trophy, but I've really enjoyed at least even creating backstory on these characters because like up until the Wii punch out one, they're very defined character, like characters yeah. with unfortunately very stereotypical traits. Although like, <laughs> and I've always wondered what their deals are. What is up what, with these? Char- what, what is up with these? What guys? their deals are. They're boxers. They're champions. They're, they're wanna, they want to beat Mike Tyson and earn, earn the title. That's right. what their deal but is. But they seem like characters from a cartoon. So like I they they have a backstory presumably. Yeah. You know, I'm playing through yeah. Punch Out for the first time and I see uh, I see Glass Joe. I'm like why is he still out there? Like it is clear that like he's only going to hurt himself. Well, the only yeah, it's the unfortunate situation with Glass Joe, you know, 99 losses. I mean, is he just out there cuz of head trauma now? You know what I mean? Does he not know where he is anymore? He probably just has a deal <laughs> with the mob at some point where like that's the only reason he's out there like He's right. out there because he has a family. Then, like, this is the, the French only... mob. The French, all the French mob. Right. No, the just, no it's all mob. World War II revolutionaries. Uh, okay. So, like, he maybe just has like a family to feed, and just this is the only way that he that he knows how to do it. Although, to be fair, <laughs> Glass Joe does have one win. This this is Who... one thing that that always intrigued me, right? Because they have even in the Nintendo Punch Out, even actually in the arcades, they they describe where that character is from and provides a win and loss record, which presumably means these boxers are fighting other, either other players or the way I like to prefer it. They're fighting one another. And actually it says as such in super punch out with like Rick Bruiser and Nick Bruiser fighting each other. So I want to know who did glass Joe beat? Gabby J. Did he beat Gabby J? I mean, I don't think so. Cause Gabby J is like one in 46, right? No, he's also one in 99. Oh, he's also one of nine. Yeah, no, I think they're the same person. So they weren't fighting each other. I think Gabby J is just a time-warped Glass Joe. They're both GJ. Good job. Yeah, wow. So are you saying, so Glass Joe didn't, he hung up the the gloves for, you know, 30 years. He traveled forward in time, hung up up the, the gloves for 20 years, and then came back in time. To fight again? To fight Cl- back again? Somewhat. What I'm going to... Okay. okay. What I think happened is Glass Joe got in trouble either with the mob 
or uh-huh. someone uh-huh. and had to come back in time 30 year, you know, from 30 years in the future and either kidnapped Glass Joe or uh-huh. something something happened and he appeared in the ring as this guy Gabby J he loses the fight maybe uh maybe he bet on it maybe he took a dive and he comes out and he comes out super rich he releases Glass Joe who then comes back for the wee punch out and then Gabby J goes forward in time uh, to pay off all his debts. This so is going to be like a looper scenario. So wait, so are you, okay. I guess what I'm trying to get to the point of is, you think Gabby J threw 99, or Gabby J Glass Joe threw 99 fights? I don't like, think they threw think... 99 fights. It's certainly the one. Okay, certainly the one. Right. We know but the I'm one. still more intrigued about the one win. Because, well, maybe I'm not okay. intrigued by it. Because I think I know secretly where it came from. I think it came from someone who was playing with a power glove. How else yeah. can you explain it? Have you? I have tried. You can't, I have played Punch Out with I a mean, power glove. I could never beat Glass Joe. Mm-hmm. I think it's more uh, of an indication as to me as a player than it is as the power mm-hmm. glove, which is the pinnacle pinnacle controller of our generation. It is the best. It is the best way to experience virtual reality in our <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> quick, quick side note. Somebody literally at a science fair. When I was a kid, took the power glove, plugged it into a Nintendo and a TV, set it up on a stand, and won a science fair. Did nothing. <laughs> Did nothing. And won a whoa, whoa, whoa. Fair. I think owning a power glove is enough to win many, many awards. <laughs> yes. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Just wrote virtual reality above the power glove. <laughs> won the science fair. Oh, right. Maybe it's like painted a little bit just to make it look a bit more. Like put it with the school colors nope. on it. Nope, nope. Go paint. Tigers. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think my character, I th- and I, I think that I always enjoyed, that they quickly scrubbed from the series, very quickly scrubbed from the series, would be Pizza Pasta. Good old the Pizza Italian, Pasta. The Italian fighter. Yeah, I can never, I can still cannot out. beat on the arcade version. You can't beat Pizza Pasta? I cannot. He's got Hurricane... Uh, P- Piston Hurricane. Piston Hurricanes. He's got Piston Hurricanes body type, right? He looks like kind of right. a Piston Hurricane. He's Piston Hurricane, and he has like the Aaron Ryan grab. Oh, that's why you can't beat him. Yeah, nobody right. likes Aaron. Ryan. Everyone hates Aaron Ryan. Every is Aaron Ryan the most hated? I will get to character? this in a. Okay, so we have our our spreadsheet. Our spreadsheet. We have our notes open right now, and I'm looking at your notes. I'm looking at my notes, and we both have comments about which which is our most uncomfortable stereotype. You have pizza pasta here. I have Aaron Ryan here. The reason I have Aaron Ryan in here is twofold. One, the okay. name. The name is bothersome in so many ways. Arian? Yes, that is Arian? exactly what his name is. Well, okay. If you're if they were going, if Nintendo wanted to go full racist, they would have named Aaron. They would have had him be the German character, not the Irish one. So the there's think... already named von kaiser like... <laughs> yeah they did it's kind of funny they had to go to like world war one world war one right <laughs> in order to not, like, be our not first make world war one game and also uh the characters that cheat and i mean like really cheat not just like yeah. you know dragon chan jumping off the ropes and jump kicking you but yeah. i mean like people that are just either spitting in your face or uh-huh. um which is masked muscle which Again, I always feel like the characters that are just explicitly do, like fighting dirty is sort of a an implicit kind of condemnation of the culture, and it yes, makes me yeah. very uncomfortable. Especially because like Aaron yeah. Ryan, like especially in the Wii the Wii version, 
Like, there's cutscenes of him putting horseshoes in his gloves in his title defense. In his title <laughs> defense mode, he has, like, this boxing glove on a rope that he just, like, swings around and can even knock you out as he's falling down. <laughs> also, he just makes fun of you the entire time. That's actually, actually kind of like that. I like having yeah, a well, character that's... with some sass. Well, but... are you saying that, that Nintendo and Next Level Games are somehow racist against Irish people? I mean, is that what we're talking about? Or maybe just, you know, they give in to the stereotype. I am uncomfortable. That is what I am saying. I'm not... <laughs> okay. I don't know how that... Like, it's it's bad. Like, it's pretty... It's pretty silly. It's... it's. Mm. This is what I expect out of a Looney Tunes cartoon circa 1950. Right. This may not right. be what I expect out of a game from, like, 1990. And here's the yeah. thing about pizza... Can we get back to pizza pasta for a second? Is it strange that a company whose single like whose single definitive mascot and character is Mario the Italian plumber and then and then they're like you know what guys pizza pasta that's going too far Mario and Luigi sure we'll keep them around <laughs> what what are what are you, are you doing to, Are you referring to Mario being Mario Mario his last name is his last name is Mario as well I always just assumed it well no 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 his first name is Super his last name is Mario. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. My attitude is like, yeah, it's the it's the Looney Tunes thing. Like, okay, it's a cartoon, so we have to accept a certain amount of exaggeration. But at the same time, it still can make me uncomfortable. Like, you can't take the exaggeration. You can exaggerate a, a lot of things. Far. Cultural stereotypes <laughs> yeah. that don't that doesn't have to be one of them. Yeah, even like Piston Honda. Like, you would think. You would think a Japanese company creating, you know, would m- maybe like like tone down a stereotype of their own country a little bit. And they just like, nope, we're gonna give him, we're gonna we're gonna give go him the kamikaze headband. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna give him a kamikaze headband and like give him like you know looks squinty, uh, you know, smaller eyes than all the other characters. Like they just went full bore. They're like, well, we'll just do it to ourselves too. I guess that's how they get away with it. It's an implicit way. Like, hey guys, look, we're doing it to ourselves. That makes this all okay, right? Right? (laughs) Wink, wink. Like, uh, don't know if it works that way. Then of course they change his name later anyway. And then he doesn't even appear in some of these games, like Super Punch-Out. They replace him with the Cuban guy. No, you have Dragon Chan in Super Punch-Out. And then you have the... The uh, the Kabuki guy, which is always... Oh, Heke Kagero? Because this name is just Kabuki. Well, yeah, Dragon Chan, <laughs> yeah. well, Dragon Chan's Chinese. Oh, Dragon Chan's Chinese. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Heke Kagero. And uh, who's the other... Who's the old man? Oh, uh, Hoi Carlo. Ho Carlo. He's, he's... Yeah. He's Chinese. <laughs> yeah, there's Chinese. Two Chinese characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, Heke Kagero, you know, like, I think that's how they get away with it. Hey, we're Japanese and we just made the most... Like a really bad stereotype of our own culture here. Yeah. So. Uh, although, can I be honest? Uh, there is kind of one character like that that I do kind of smirk when I see Ooh. it, and that's Narcissus Prince. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> just like the Leonardo DiCaprio looking guy. He yeah, just freaks the F out whenever you punch him in the face. <laughs> does a little hair flip. Oh, I love that hair flip. I love it. He's just like, he's so <laughs> villainous. He just seems like the boss's jerk son. The one we always think about is is that they had to change too with Soda Popinski. Oh right, a vodka drunkinski. S- vodka drunkinski. Like that has to be super insulting. Like, dear Russia, this is what we think of your culture. You just a bunch of like pink drunks. <laughs> like, oh, can I admit? I, 
I actually, I really enjoyed what they did with him in the Wii version. Where, yeah. uh, specifically in his title defense, when he hires a, a whole, like, a research department to come up with this super drink. Like, oh my god. Yeah. He's just hired Gatorade. Now, like, that <laughs> seems, that may actually, that makes sense in a way. I mean, yeah, I, I might just be rationalizing then and perpetuating this this horrible character. But it at least has maybe a more real world, uh, like a real world comparison to it. If you see like all the commercials now of, you know, here's Gatorade and Powerade's research labs. And you see just like people hooked up into like treadmills. And it looks like these horrible scenes that you get from like the evil team in Shaolin soccer. Yeah. But like that's kind of what they're doing now to these characters. <clears throat> That was one thing that I, I really enjoyed for, for the Wii version is I liked seeing the backstory that they had. That was the first instance. Well, they did it a little bit with Super Punch-Out in mid-fight, mm. but they gave the characters more defined personalities in that, like specifically in the little cutscenes that they have before before fights, before the title defense, not only because you would see, one, how they prepare for fights or don't, and two, yeah. how they react to losing. Yeah, like usually it's some type of like crying. <laughs> well, like you know, Glass Joe goes to the doctor, and weirdly, the doctor isn't like, "You need to stop." Like, what's your plan B here? He's like, "Oh no, here's some headgear. This will be fine, right?" Yeah, it's like this will That's this will prevent all the headgear. massive brain trauma that you've had in your life. And of course, you can still knock it off. Von Kaiser just gets really upset and gives himself a haircut. Like, um, that might <laughs> be you know why you're D in the minor circuit here. Does DK, I'm trying to, I'm like blanking. Does DK, Donkey Kong. Does Donkey he, Kong is here. <laughs> Donkey Kong's in the Wii version. Is he only in the title defense section? Correct. He, he has this, like, this exhibition match that happens after you beat everyone in title defense. And, and actually, funny is... story, if you uh, lose against him, he kidnaps Mac. <laughs> he just picks him up and runs off with him. <laughs> well, that's good. I like that. I kind of enjoy that, you know. That means Maybe he's, got, he's open-minded. I was thinking it's just gonna be the plot point of the next of the next Donkey Kong game, where you play as Doc and you have to rescue Mac from DK. Oh, they should totally make that. God, that should be a game. Sorry. Oh, the implications of a of a grown man rescuing a seventeen-year-old boxer. <laughs> you know, from, Can we talk? Yeah, <laughs> real quick. Little Mac, seventeen years old. Is that not breaking all sorts of of laws? I don't necessarily know what the uh, the uh, the World Championship Boxing Association oh, the what their world, standards are, but the fact the that everyone video. is when you have someone like Bald Bull who is just like this like like thirty something year old like three hundred pound muscled behemoth just knocking out a minor. Like, <laughs> this is this is alarming. This is so alarming to me. Also, like, yeah, how would they let this happen? Why is this clown just beating on this child? Yeah, this sweet, sweet boy yeah. is just getting beaten by an old man with a cane for everyone's entertainment. Well, it's like the Hunger Games, Jim. That's what it really is. It's like Nintendo Nintendo was getting in front of the Hunger Games phenom, you know, 20 years before everybody else jumped on board. Sure, sure. I mean, that is the culture that came out with Battle Royale, so maybe. Yeah. I uh, Also, real quick, I think they may have hired the Street Fighter staff. Or maybe they trained the Street Fighter staff, I'm not sure, in determining uh, body sizes of characters. I noticed this specifically in the Wii version, how little Mac is listed at 5'7 and 107 pounds. And dude is totally jacked. 
Oh, yeah, that is no way. He is once, he looks like Frank Gore. Like he's like built compact like a running back. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. He, and Frank Gore weighs like a, 200 pounds. Like he's five, six, 200 pounds. And he's just like, mm-hmm. like yeah, I always remember that just from all you know, muscle. If you play like Street Fighter for some time, like the characters are listed as like 170 pounds and their arms are like the like twice the size of my legs. Like, well, mm. cartoon muscle doesn't weigh as much as real world muscle, Jim. Oh, you know, okay. I see what this is. There's like scale. a different gravitational pull on this world. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's They're why you can on the launch people when you hit them with a great star punch. It's true. It's true. I mean, stars physically exist. So I bet you that is like pulling some of the gravity up and like making everybody less. less oh, weight, are you? you know. Okay. So the star punch is in a way is because we are all we're all made of stars. R E Moby. And we're all mm-hmm. made of star matter, and that is actually yeah. what you're pulling out of someone when you get mm-hmm. your star punch. Yep. You pull you're a, a li- bit of their star matter away and then use that to infuse your punches. And why is this not a cartoon? For all the different sports anime that are out there, this is this like you can just draw on so on so much for this. They made a Mega Man cartoon. You can't tell me they can make a punch out cartoon. Made a Kirby cartoon. Couple they made of a them. Kirby cartoon. They made the Super Mario oh. Brothers Super Show. Although I think I think the fifteen year gap between Super and Wii kind of kind of speaks to the popularity of the game. Honestly, yeah, possibly the characters are so silly enough that I kind of want them to be fleshed out so that they aren't mm-hmm. just here's this Irish jerk named Aaron named Arian. <laughs> provide a little provide a little something more. Like I'd prefer these characters not just being these like one dimensional monsters. That are just coming from like the front of World War II right. propaganda. Right. One final question, are ye Mac? Are there different Macs in this world? Because we have Super <sighs> Super Punch Out, there's like the Mac from the original game, there is the Mac from the Wii version. They so, are supposed to they're like the same person. Then uh, there's the Super Punch Out one who is the Daniel Craig of Little Mac. He's the same size almost as most of the other fighters, it seems like. He doesn't seem that much more little when they show him. But Little Mac uh, starts with the console ones. There's no Little Mac before, you know, in the arcade editions. It's like, you know, some dude kind of looks like Glass Joe, actually. Right, Right. it's like this guy with, like, this huge cleft chin. Yeah, it's like cleft chin. It's like, that's probably his name. It's like George Clooney. Uh, His name is AAA. But Little Mac, even in the original, this is, okay. And I think the reason you're asking is because there's a lot of color palette slopping. And in these games, uh, like all of a sudden, Little Mac in the Wii version is wearing like gold. In the original Punch Out, uh, Mac change Max shorts change color mid fight from green to white. Uh, I understand. I understand. Like as he wins championships, his shorts change. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta show got off. That... You gotta show off your swag. I know. Little you Mac gotta, gotta get some got... respect. Which actually, like, I really enjoy some of the title defense cutscenes of people that are jealous of Little Mac's fame. Like Don Flamenco, or especially the Super Macho Man one, oh, just yeah. like a, yeah, we love this. We love this tiny Brooklyn boxer. Here's all of our record deals. Here's all. Here's all of these these adoring fans. And then meanwhile, like Mr. Sandman, then just goes and tears down a building with his fists. <laughs> but yeah, well, so you know my, what? My... They're all jealous. They're all jealous of that sweet pink jumpsuit. Like, wouldn't you be like, like he's a he, you know a fashion icon? You know, he thought of the uh, juicy line before juicy was around. I see. What's <laughs> and that's a... how he got money. So then, is it just an image remake then for Super Punch Out, where he bleached uh, his hair, maybe got some facial work done? 
Because again, that is like a completely different character. So I'm yeah. wondering if are there one are there different Little Macs, or are mm-hmm. these different stories that are being told in the legend of Little Mac? Similar to how uh in Legend of Zelda, like that's not a timeline. Those are just different tales being told in the mythology mm-hmm. of Link. So I'm wondering, are these just different tales being told? Maybe is in this like this thirty for thirty retold. version style of of Punch Out. Are you saying is this the same story retold every time for a different generation? Possibly. Or is this a, are these different myths? Are you talking about the Little Mac myth theory here that you've just invented? Right. The yeah, the two Mac theory. <laughs> the two Mac theory. The return of the Mac theory. Uh. <laughs> Boom. Done. Out. Thank you for listening. One More Turn is produced, created, and hosted by Jim Staholsky and Kevin King. If you have any comments, questions about today's games, anything in the Punch-Out! series or about our a topic at the front, please email us at onemoreturnpodcast at gmail.com. You could also send us a message on Twitter. I am at King Sorbo. Jim is... At Fuzziest Kitty. Do us a favor. Uh, rate us on iTunes or other popular podcaster sites. IED is courtesy of Pixel Hate off his album Man the Revolution. You can find more of his music at pixelh8.co.uk. Blue Pain is courtesy of Breakbeat Heartbeat and the Waveform Generators off Breakbeat's album 2206. You can find more of his music at soundcloud.com slash breakbeat heartbeat. Kevin, Kevin, what are we going to do next week? Next week, Jim, is show and tell. Show and tell. Shuck and jive. <laughs> float, sti- float and sting. <laughs> Bob and weave. <laughs>